TED Audio Collective. According to you, I should be put on an island to die. Um, looking back at it, wasn't the most informed or appropriate comment to make. Got it. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? The real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, I'm Dylan Marin, and this is Conversations with People Who Hate Me, the show where I call up some of the folks who have said hateful or negative things about me on the internet. Before we begin, an important content warning. Today's show talks about suicide, both in my guest's initial comment and in our conversation for this podcast. If you're not comfortable with hearing about this topic, feel free to turn this episode off whenever you want. I won't be offended. Also, if you or someone you know is having suicidal thoughts, there is no shame, but there is help. For listeners in the United States, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's also the Crisis Text Line. Just text TALK. T-A-L-K, to 741741 from anywhere in the USA, anytime, about any type of crisis. For international listeners, go to IASP.info to help find a crisis center near you. All right, I promise we will get to the episode very soon, but before we do, I have some people to thank. I wanted to make sure that I dealt with this topic with as much sensitivity as possible, and the following suicide prevention experts gave me invaluable guidance on how to do that. So, thank you to Brett Ween at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Allison Chung at the Jed Foundation, Alyssa Gross, and Rachel Burgreen. Okay, let's do this. For any of us who have spent any time in comment sections, we know all too well that people often hurl the barb, kill yourself, to something or someone they don't agree with. I've seen everything in the book, and yes, I've seen it directed at me. Commenters have also told me to drink bleach, and others have straight up just told me to kill myself. Apologies to those commenters, because I have no plans to do either. Now, even though I've developed a thick skin to these comments, when I read them, I am so thankful I never received them as a kid. And I say that because suicide is something I actually contemplated as a kid. Now, to be very clear, I never attempted suicide, and I don't want to co-opt the experience of those who have, but I did think about it. In the isolation of my teen and preteen years, and even a few dark moments of adulthood, I sometimes felt so alone, so worthless, that my mind would go to the darkest places. Fortunately, I was helped out of those places by people who loved me, thanks mom and dad, and, you know, just the good old-fashioned passage of time. But, however far out of that dark place I may be, I remember it well, and I often think about the people still inside. So, when I read public comments that tell me to kill myself, I think about a few people. I think about who is reading them and inadvertently pushed further into that dark place because of it. I also think about a younger me and how I would have dealt with it. But there's a third group I think about too. I always wonder who is writing these comments. So today, I'm speaking to someone who, yes, told me to kill myself. 
and he has chosen to only be referred to as E. A little while ago, E posted this comment under a video of mine. Kill yourself, you victim complex having bitch boy. I love gay people, but people like this, no matter their gender, race, or sexuality, should be put on an island to die. So, I'm gonna call E right now. Hey, is this E? Yep. Hey, E, how are you? This is Dylan Marin. Hey, man, not too bad. What's going on with you? Oh, just making a podcast, but talking to you, so this feels great. How are you doing? I'm going to go for, you know, apply for some jobs later. Oh, nice. What what jobs are you looking for? I don't know. I'm going back to my second year university, so I'd like to have like a part-time waiting job. I um I actually worked in the service industry for a while. I really liked it. I I mean, so you said you you're, you wait tables? No, I'd like to find a job doing that. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. It was like I liked um you know being around people. I liked that I was like on my feet a lot. I feel like my work now is entirely yeah. like computer based. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I'm really good at dealing with people. I've had like customer service jobs before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I guess before we begin, just tell me a little about you, as much as you feel comfortable sharing. Okay, are we are we rolling it? Mm-hmm. We're rolling. Cool. Um, I mean. My name is E. I'm a 20-year-old dude living in Canada. Um, and I'm in a computer science right now, university. Mm-hmm. Enjoying that. Working on a game in my spare time. Oh, that's amazing. Game. What game? You know, like a brick breaker? Uh-huh. Like the old school, like little paddle. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. You know, hit the bricks and stuff. So it's a lot of that, but it's going to have, like, you know, guns that shoot back at you, lasers and stuff. And it's pretty cool. And when did you get into, like, game development? I mean, this is my first time, you know, just, I'm just working, you know, my spare time on it, but it's something that's, you know, small scale that I think I can do a really polished, nice version of it. Yeah. Um, um, and are you, are you a gamer or is this more just like a technical interest? Yeah. I mean, I played, yeah, I play games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mostly on my computer. Yeah. Okay. So E, um, you wrote in a public comment, you said, kill yourself, you victim complex having bitch boy. I love gay people, but yep. people like this, no matter their gender, race, or sexuality, should be put on an island to die. <laughs> so, um, E. Yeah, uh, after you sent me the message, you know, um, like requesting you do this whole thing, I went back, um, I didn't even remember the comment, you know, I uh-huh. I. I'm like I like so many like political mm-hmm. uh like pages and there's there's this one page in particular. I think it's where I saw your video probably. Got it. For context, E is talking about my satirical video Happy Heterosexual Pride Day. Here's a clip. Hi, I'm Dylan Marin, and as an ally, I wanted to celebrate the brave commitment of straight folks to love out loud in a world that encourages them to do so. Um looking back at it, it wasn't the most informed or appropriate comment to make. But on the topic of, you know, like, Pride Days in general, like, like gay pride, uh-huh. I think they're, it's so sad the way they are now. I mean, this is a, an opinion that I've, I think has been expressed a decent amount. Like, for me, what I, what my ideal is, is that gay people are just seen as, you know, like, yeah, they just, they're different than straight people. They um, prefer different things. That's no big deal. They're normal people just like anyone else. But our Pride Parade's, you know, show is that it's just this weird, like, you know, 
perverted. I'm mean, I'm not like a super you know straight edge kind of a guy. Like, ew, that's so sexual. Or um, it should just be a nothing thing. Like someone's gay, okay. Yeah. It's the same way someone has brown hair or blonde hair or whatever. It's yeah. Just a thing about them. Right. It shouldn't grant them any special privileges, and it shouldn't, um, you know, make you know do the opposite in terms of they shouldn't have less rights or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I just to give you my perspective. Um, again, not to change your mind, but I have you on the phone, so why not share yeah. how I, mean, I see I mean, this you, with you? You can, you can try to change that mind. I don't mind that. Okay. Well, well, here we are. Let's do it. Um, okay. I I don't see a pride parade as you know, kind of saying we're different. I think what you just said um, is a really beautiful sentiment about the idea of wishing that we were all just like equal. Like, why can't we just like, just not have a pride parade? Um, and what I only want to bring up is, is that a pride parade is a reaction, right? Um, in a world, uh, that is largely not affirming, uh, queer identities, the LGBTQ plus experience, um, a pride parade is kind of a way to gather together as a community and say we're proud of who we are in a world that tells us we shouldn't be. I think that in the West, it's generally not true. In terms of um, worldwide, I do believe, I mean, for sure, there's, you know, so many places where gay people don't have the rights they should, um, so many places in the East in general. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, having a parade in terms of, you know, in support of you know, LGBTQ people worldwide is something that, you know, fine, I totally, I totally support that. But that's, you know, it's not, but the thing with the pride parades these days is they're not respectful. They don't have that kind of, you know, goal. Um, There's not that focus on, you know, gay people that are actually suffering. It's what they've all turned into is just a focus on, you know, being really, really eccentrically gay in the middle of the street. Yeah, I mean, and that also is is its own kind of political act, right? Um, being gay in the middle of the street. Um, in but it's actually, but the, the sad thing about it is it's hurting um, those people in the East because then people who are actually LGBTQ in the East can look at the West and see, do you want to become that? That's fucking weird and dumb. When I look at pride parades, they're doing no good. There's nothing necessarily good coming from them. There could be good coming from them, but right now they're just weird shows of just like eccentric homosexuality which i mean isn't it's not like a bad thing to be eccentrically gay i mean or like really flamboyant or whatever you want to call it but it's just it's it's kind of pointless as i the way i see it right now yeah and i i don't see it as pointless first of all um I don't know if you've been to a pride parade but i can tell you from the new york city pride parade uh it is uh, so long. It is it is four hours of people marching, and you would be shocked at how many straight up normal looking people are just marching. Right? Um, I think the cameras focus on the really showy and entertaining things. I think that is great. Um, I think the showy entertaining things are a great and amazing part of the queer community, but also like just to be real, like 
I wear high-waisted jeans and a long-sleeve button-down shirt and a sweater on hot days, right? And that's how I go to the parade. And I go with my husband, and we're queer, and we kiss there, and it feels safe to kiss there. But it's like we watch the parade, and then we promptly go back to bed so that we're safely in bed by 10 p.m., right? Like... Um, okay. the, we're, we're, uh, I would, I would say we're, we're, um, an unfortunately uncool couple <laughs> to be, to put it, to put it plainly. So, I mean, do you, sorry, do you yeah. really feel like, let's say you're just, um, it's just an ordinary day. Do you really feel that, you know, afraid to, to kiss your husband? 100%. Or? One hundred percent. Has anything bad ever actually happened yes. to you, or anything? Yes. If, if you don't mind um, answering, I'm not sure if it's like just sad or traumatic for you, but no, it no, that's okay. Like, what is what is the worst thing when ever really been an asshole to you, just for oh um, god, you know, like a normal little pick in public or whatever? Or? Well, you were just saying that the West is accepting, and and we don't have that those kind of problems here. And I'm just telling you, we absolutely feel that way. Um, uh, what I always tell people is is we don't hold hands anymore because um, because of all the like threats we get, and it's lunging, and it's you know. So you said lunging. Lunging, yeah. What does that mean? Like like doing like like exercise lunges? <laughs> oh yeah, people just start like, exercising. Like it's this it's yeah. it's this nuts thing. People just start exercising around us. I don't get it. <laughs> um, no, it's um they uh, like um I don't know what a different word for it is. It's kind of like puffing your chest out and like stepping forward is what I mean. Oh okay. Yeah. Like oh like what are these these gays here doing? What do they think they're doing? Well, but the voice you just gave them is sounds kind and they sound completely harmless. Um, these are very strong men who look like they're excited to beat us up. Okay. And also, when I was in your country in Montreal, this is the first trip that my husband and I ever took together, and we're talking like Montreal, like gay as fuck Montreal. Oh yeah. And we were there for two nights twice. Um, two different cars uh, accelerated towards us as we were holding hands. Really? Yes. Now I feel like I've, I've learned something now because I really didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a couple of gay friends and I guess I've never asked them that question. Like, you know, do you experience anything like that? But they certainly haven't yeah. told me anything of yeah. that sort. So I suppose that even with everything I just shared with you, um, that I am quote unquote lucky. Um, other people aren't as lucky, right? If if we kind of want to uphold the West as this paradigm of acceptance, I think there's so much that is that is hidden under the veil of acceptance that um, people don't see. So I I love going to pride parades, and again, I'm telling you like. I wish I were uh, confident enough in my body to like be out there in a speedo just dancing around but I'm there in my mom jeans and my you know proper sweater um just holding my husband husband's hand but holding his hand in daylight in a crowd of people um itself feels like a radical act because Really? I'm like, fuck, this feels safe to do around thousands of people. It's a rare feeling. Mm-hmm. I I just hear, like, when I when you see, um, you know, videos like yours, like the one I commented on, uh-huh. um, without the context of what you're actually going through, it's just, like, 
feels very like fuck off, you know? E, you closed your comment by saying that people like me should be put on an island to die. Um, why do you feel that? That was a, that was a little extreme. I could, especially um, now seeing the whole video, especially now talking to you, I wouldn't say I feel that. I mean, a lot of times I make these more extreme comments is sort of, um, I'm not sure if satire is the right word. Maybe it is. I mean, obviously, I don't think, even when I wrote that, I didn't think that it would be just if you were taken and put onto an island to die. Right. I didn't, you know, literally believe that to be a thing that should happen. You weren't like, um, let's enact this into law, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was more just kind of like a, I, I'm probably, I probably thought it would be kind of funny or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess, here's my question, is funny to whom? Like who 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 would it be funny to? People reading the comment? I guess. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not. One thing I'm definitely not gonna do is that is um try and rationalize it in <laughs> terms of a serious way because I mean I do not in any way believe that that is right. You know, should be um, seriously considered as. Uh, something to do no, I, in terms of bringing people on island. I, I, I promise. I'm, I'm not taking this literally, and I'm, I'm not, you know, okay. packing my bags to go to that island that you want me to go to. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm only asking because this is the kind of um, speak. Uh, th- these are the kind of words that we see on the internet all the time, um, and it's, it's kind of rare to get the person who wrote it and the person who it was directed to talking to each other, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, did you think that I was going to see this comment? No, probably, I mean, you yeah. know, your video probably had a bunch of comments on it. Yeah. I was, I don't know, I was probably just waiting for something yeah. on my phone on Facebook, and I was like, again, sort of, you know, I saw your video, it seemed like, oh, another one of these condescending yeah. things or whatever, and I was just, you know, I'll put a little comment here that sort of, you know, amusing in terms of how, you know, what's the word? Extreme, maybe, but there's mm-hmm. another word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. How outrageous it is. How outrageous it is. I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, E, with all due respect, I would call it outrageous. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was, it was sort of purposely outrageous. Yeah. I mean, and and again, I, I am not bringing this up to um, scold you or anything. You're, you're an adult. You're in control of, of who you are and what you type on the internet. Um, oh, yeah. But um, if I had seen this comment directed at me when I was, like, really going through it as, like, a teenager, um, this comment would have, like, ruined me. Right now, this is unfortunately something that I've grown a thick skin to, so I just kind of like scroll past it, you know. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know. So, so I I know that we we probably see this very differently. That words aren't violence, um, and I think you even said that earlier in the conversation. Um, I don't remember saying that, but that's definitely a thing that I generally would agree with. Yeah. Okay, so that that's great. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yes, you you believe that words are not violence, right? And and yet at the same time, like, let me put it this way: words can words, suck. Yeah, words can cause distress. Yeah, words can cause distress. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, and I'm bringing this up. This is not just a hypothetical, but like, 
you know, high school kids do get this online. And also high school kids probably, and, and younger even, probably scrolled past, scrolled past comments like these all the time. So, um, and just to kind of open up with you, like when I was younger, I never attempted it, but like I always um, kind of entertained that idea. That's how like oh, I, low I felt I, as a kid. I'd rather not go into the specifics, but I, I had, it was a time in my life, you know, I was 14 or whatever, and I would, you know, almost kind of try to kill myself. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Before we continue, I just want to say thanks for being here. Also, you can be on this show too. Has someone said something negative about you online, or maybe you've said something negative about someone else? Either way, after this episode is over, go to www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com where you can fill out a guest form. And if you don't want to be on this show, that is totally cool. I appreciate you just the same. Maybe consider telling a friend about this show. Word of mouth has brought this podcast around the world, so your recommendation goes a long way. All right, before we get back to the conversation, a quick content reminder that this is the part of the conversation where we talk about suicide. Also, if you or someone you know is suffering from suicidal thoughts, there's no shame, but there is help. In the USA, you can call 1-800-273-8255 or text TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741741. International listeners, visit IASP.info for a list of crisis centers near you. Okay? Let's do it. Let's get back to the conversation. I'd rather not go into the specifics, but I, I had, it was a time in my life, you know, I was 14 or whatever, and I would, you know, almost kind of try to kill myself. I mean, I was a pussy-ass kid. I was never taught to be strong. Like, it was, which was, I think, just, I think it's a huge problem in society these days, is, you know, kids are not taught to be strong-willed. Ooh, I mean, we're getting into something very complicated but i just have to say like i fully disagree that like considering that suggests any kind of weakness you know yeah i mean I, at that point i mean i think i would i would i think we just disagree there i mean i know i know that uh it was um it was because i was weak-willed that's been a big focus of my life is sort of um becoming like not that way is you know becoming someone who's more, um, who's mentally stronger, um, and just, uh, more of a, a go-getter, yeah. um, more aggressive in pursuing life goals, not a lazy, sad piece of shit. Cause at the end of the day, it's, if you're a lazy, sad piece of shit, which I was for a lot of my life, it's mostly because probably, I mean, obviously there's so many different complicated things, but most likely for most people, it's because you're weak. I'm about to say I disagree, and I want to be super clear that I have no right or ability to disagree with how you see your life. Um, I'm, I'm When I say I disagree oh. with you, it's not like I disagree with how you uh, see yourself. Um, I, I, I don't mean that. What I mean I, is... I, I, and I don't... I mean, I, I'm aware that by what I just said, I may have offended you, and I'm no, kind of sorry I, if I, I don't, did that. No, I don't feel offended at all, actually. Um, I think, if anything, um, I just feel like I don't... Like, 
strength comes in so many different forms, right? Um, sure. It is not just like like comments and words affect me. I still think I'm strong. There are ways to persevere that don't just look like, you know, the traditional notions of strength that we think. I think it can be strong to even like kind of face your emotions and figure out what's going on, even if that means sitting with your emotions. Now, that's a super uh, liberal thing of me to say, super snowflakey, but hey, here I am. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't ignore my emotions. Yeah, I, right. You know, face. I mean, to a sense, I say, you know, this is how I feel about that. Uh, if it's upsetting me, you know, I need to just push on, yeah. not be so bothered by it. Yeah. You know, once this is edited down and this is put into an episode, if this section stays, I'm going to put a trigger warning in front of this episode. Uh, I want, I'm curious to hear what you think about trigger warnings. I mean, in terms of putting one, then you're doing what you're going to do. I'm sure maybe your audience is really, you know, wants that. Uh-huh. Um, I think that uh, they're mostly, I think, I think, I think that's part of what's conditioning people to be so weak these days or like even pushing forward to it is the fact that we're going to protect you from ideas that might, you know, make you upset. And I just don't think, I mean, obviously there's some special cases, cases where if you've been into real trauma and maybe, you know, um, the word, maybe you've been horribly raped and the word rape, you know, uh-huh. just you start thinking about it and it's insane. Yeah. Um, then I understand that kind of thing where you don't want to, you know, you've been so horribly hurt. You just want to stay away from, um, you don't have to deal with that in your day. Right. So in a sense, I sort of get it for those purposes, uh-huh. but in terms of these ideas might offend you. I think that is. I think it's ludicrous. Yeah. No, it, it's. But I wouldn't be putting a trigger warning. Uh, I I won't put a trigger warning on this episode because it offends people. It's only because, just like you said with rape, it can be very harmful uh, for someone who is going through this right now. Um, we're two people who are on the other side of it, right? And have found our own coping mechanisms of how to like safely live in the world. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah. if, I mean, if, uh, you know, 14 year old E heard this, um, like this could be a dangerous thing for someone to hear if they're going through these feelings right now. And, th- and that's why I would put a trigger warning, not about offending people. Um, it's just to be like, Hey, I, I just want to let you know that this is a topic that's coming up and and you might be um affected by this topic. So so um a specific trigger warning. Yeah. Not just oh, no, trigger no, no. warning something's in here. Trigger warning, yeah. we disagree. Please don't listen if you wanna <laughs> I wouldn't put that at all. <laughs> um it would yeah. it would just be like, hey, trigger warning, um we talk about suicide and I just wanna be upfront about that so that if that's something that affects you, you should probably not listen to this episode. I don't know. I mean, that's sort of a harder thing to pin down, I guess. Well, I I think if we just kind of take a step back and just like look at what we're both saying, we have both found ways to move out of the pain that we had in our teenage years. The way you define it is um, you wanted to get stronger willed and less affected 
by things and um, less more, more, more capable of dealing with things. More capable with dealing sure. with things. And the funny thing is, I would say the same for me. I feel more capable of dealing with things, but it's also, I would think it's unfair to our younger selves to say that that's who we should have been. Because being who we were then is what makes us what we are now. And I think we would both say that we are prouder of who we are now than who we were then, right? Yeah, I would say I'm sure. That's the thing. I don't think it's most people's fault this day and age. I think most people just um, have been done the injustice of not being prepared by the people who are supposed to prepare them in the condition, mm-hmm. you know, the environment that we're supposed to prepare them for, mm-hmm. you know, life to not be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's not people's, you know, their own fault directly, at least a hundred percent. Do you, um, do you regret writing that comment? It does sort of embarrass me that that's going to be, you know, after everything, you know, I've said, that's going to be a sort of in real life, not meant to be like right now, obviously I'm saying things knowing that, um, people are going to hear what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. but that, that comment now stands as something that, you know, raw me not trying to put on, you know, necessarily filters or something to be seen or like as good. Just the fact that that's going to sort of stand as that representation of this is what I'm actually like mm-hmm. is sort of, it sort of embarrasses me. That doesn't mean I don't want you to like do this thing or show that. I still want this all to be, you know, shown and put up full transparency kind of way. Right. So when in the, yeah, in that sense, I definitely do. I would say I definitely regret making that comment. Right. Um, and after watching the whole video and definitely hearing some of the things that you've told me in terms of your experience as a gay man, I definitely re- regret most of the meaning behind it. And since obviously in terms of like the kill yourself and the yeah. on an island to die were never meant to be serious in the first yeah. place, but so be more passing like fuck off kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll cancel my trip to that island where I was just planning yeah, to you spend. Know, it's, <laughs> it's it's not very nice anyway. It's like. The beaches there are gross. I'm so glad you told me because I was about to go there for the rest of eternity. Um, But I I, want to just be clear. I wasn't asking that question about regret to shame you because the other thing is that you're saying that everyone is going to remember just this comment about you. But I disagree because remember, this comment is only going to be... Um, connected to this discussion where you and I talk to yeah. each other, and this is radically different from the comment, you know? Yeah, 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 but just in terms of talking about that comment, I do regret it in the sense that it will sort of stand as representing me when I'm not sort of, you know, um, knowing that I'm going to be listened to by a bunch of people. Yeah. Well, so in that, in that sense, I, I regret it because I, I would not want that to be... Um, uh, you know, I don't think it's an accurate representation of what I'm, what I'm like, or my beliefs are. Right. But in the same, and at the same time, that is something that I decided to post and say, and yeah. that was, and that was me. I'm not going to shy away from that. Right. But everything you said on this podcast is also you. It's like all <clears throat> you. You know. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You know, just just talking about the comment, I sort of regret it that way. Yeah. Okay. But, well. Yeah. I'm I'm not hurt, and if for what it's worth, I'm glad that we got to have this conversation, even though it started from uh, an unideal place. I'm still glad that I got to talk to you. Um, so last question. Um, e, as you know, this podcast is called uh, Conversations with People Who Hate Me. Um, do you hate me? <laughs> no. Okay. No, not at all. I think you're a very reasonable guy, and 
it's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, uh, E, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I uh, hope you have a great day, and I'll see you on the internet, okay? Thank you, you too. It's been great. Thanks a lot for having me. Okay, thanks. I'll talk to you soon. All right, have a great day. Bye, you too. Bye. To learn more about suicide prevention, you can visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention at AFSP.org or the Jed Foundation at JedFoundation.org. Thank you so much for listening. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night Vale Presents. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. Vincent Cashione is the sound engineer and mixer. Alan Rahimik is the production manager. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The logo was designed by Rob Wilson. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Night Vale Presents Director of Marketing, Adam Cecil, our publicist, Christine Ragasa, and also Dustin Flannery McCoy, Rob Silcox, Mark Maloney, and production assistants, Allison Goldberger and Emily Moeller. Thank you to all of those who gave encouragement throughout this process, and also thank you to those who warned me against doing this project. I did it anyway. And yes, thank you to those who wrote the hateful messages, comments, and posts that inspired me to turn one-way negativity into productive two-way conversations. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back with another conversation next week. If you love this show, tell all of your friends about it, and if you hated this show, maybe write to me. Tell me why you hated it, and who knows, maybe Maybe you'll be a guest on the show. Just remember, there is a human on the other side of the screen. We're racing, racing through these dark times. And it's hard to take it. We're going to make it through these dark times. Make it through these dark times. Dark time.